0: Welcome back to The Good Stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindekew, the good news guy. Uh, Tuesday is my favorite day of the week because I get to spend it with you guys here on Cliff Central. Uh, we've got a jam-packed show, and with all the load-shedding, planned water cuts the bad news that you're reading all the time all over your news feeds i think we could use a little bit of happiness and uh and that's today's theme is is how to be happy we have an awesome lineup i've got emmanuel castas who's running a little bit late due to uh the rain outside and um no that's not him yet I just saw someone walk into the lounge. So due to the rain and also due to ESCOM and all their load shedding, he's he's stuck in traffic. But he is en route. He's driving like Vettel. Hopefully, he'll get you in a bit. Um, yeah, happiness is today's theme and it's all about finding happiness. I watched a docudrama over the weekend. I watched a bit of it because I couldn't really get into it. It was incredibly difficult to sort of get through this documentary it's on netflix at the moment and it's called happy the movie um it, it i think it's a good movie it's it's sort of it starts off in america and it takes you all around the world to all different areas and it basically sums up in a nutshell that everybody's happiness is different one of the biggest things that it said is if you can study depression and if you can if you can get a statistic on why people are upset or how depression and sadness works, you should be able to monitor and get stats on how to be happy, which is how it rolls. And, uh, and that's something that, that they sort of chat about in the movie. Um, for myself, there's many different, there's many different levels of being happy and there's many different ways of, of chatting about happiness and, and what happiness means to different people. I, I, Oh, a couple of tweets of people coming in with happiness. Kim Williams, who's a, a frequent on our show, she pops in. She's from Teams Oddra. She says her happiness lies in sitting on a mountain, watching the sunrise on yet another beautiful day and an opportunity to make a difference. And that's her version of happiness. For me, it's a little bit different. Um, I believe that, uh, that media and propaganda have a great way of showing you what they think You need to hear, and inspirational and motivational speakers are able to push you in the direction of what they believe happiness is. But for me, happiness is more about. ...about yourself and finding happiness within yourself... ...I've got 10 different focus points that we can look at... Uh, ...and the first being stop believing your own bullshit... ...all that stuff you tell yourself about how you are a commitment phobe... ...or a coward or lazy or not creative or unlucky... ...just stop it. None of it is true. Deep down you know it. We are all insecure 14-year-olds at heart. We're all scared. There is no space for your dreams when you live in fear... And, and when you live in that fear of what you believe. So just stop believing in that right now and believe that you are better in what you are. Um, the second point I have is be happy now. Not because the secret says so. Not because of Oprah's quotes that are going to motivate you in the morning, but because you can choose to be happy right now and appreciate what life you're living right now so you can make that change right this minute number three is one that i that i try to do frequently and that's look at the stars it won't fix the economy it won't stop wars it won't give you flat abs or better sex but it will help you realize that there's more to the world than just what you're going through right now it's a big place and there's a lot going on the fourth part is let people in it sounds so easy to do but a lot of a lot of us don't Um, when, when you need help or when you need to chat someone or you're not feeling great about something, let people in, let them know, phone someone, tell someone what's going on. That'll help you get to that happy space. Uh, the fifth part, tell your mom, your dad, your friends, anybody that you know that you love them. It's important. And you don't know how long, um, I don't know, you could be moving to Australia in a bit and you just don't know. So make sure to tell everybody around you that you love them. Number six is put your baggage away. Um, everyone's got baggage. Everybody walks around with a whole bunch of stuff that they're going through. We all know that. Put it away and move on. It's a new day. It's, it's a new sort of thing to look forward to. I'm going to post that all up on Twitter so you can, you can have a listen into it as well. Um, I really do love highlighting amazing stories of good stuff happening in South Africa and even the world. I also love giving good causes a good platform to talk about what they're doing and how they're doing it. And this week, I've got Lawrence Smith in studio with me from LaFika. Um, it's an NGO in the Johannesburg CBD that assists underprivileged and abused children with their general needs and problems. They are primarily an art therapy centre, but they've very recently branched out into different avenues. And I'm right in saying that. If I'm wrong, just slap me over the head. Right, absolutely Sorry. right. We'll put your <laughs> mic on there. Um, they are currently registering a branch of LaFika called Healer hip-hop
1: that's correct that's correct and
0: I've watched the video and it looks (laughs) phenomenal
1: it's a lot of fun yeah it looks really (laughs) cool
0: um, you're also doing, and we'll get into that in a bit, a fundraiser on the 22nd of November.
1: That's right. Yeah. We're, we're doing a, a, a big concert. Um, but, um, yeah, at the moment, we're just starting a new branch of Lafika, which is really exciting. Okay. Um, but
0: before we get into the new branch, yeah. let's chat about w- what Lafika is in, in, in the core of it. What is Lafika about?
1: Lafika is a NGO in the CBD of Johannesburg in Parktown. Park and, um, we're an art therapy center, which basically means that we help children, like you said, who are used and underprivileged and um they come in and and they just really express themselves through art um various mediums of art i mean it's not just pen and paper um we do drama we do dance and then we've started doing um um boxing which has been really amazing for like like 13 year old boys and up um to really express their anger (laughs) (laughs) a lot of anger in the cbd it seems Um, So, yeah, really, really great stuff happening there and some really cool people getting involved as well. Some really incredible South African bands who have just like taken on this responsibility that we have as South Africans and just flown with it. And really, really either I have really incredible friends or everybody that has started a band in South Africa are really cool.
0: I did watch the video and I saw that, I mean, you said you touched on the boxing and that, and that you have yeah. these professional boxers that are teaching these kids to box. But it's not just about the boxing. It's about teamwork. Yeah. It's about learning that you're capable and that you're confident. That's it's great, about yeah. teaching these kids a whole bunch of core, core needs and, and to sort of bring them up and, and put them in a good space. Yeah. And you've taken over and you, you're you the hip-hop side.
1: Yeah, yeah. I teach dance um, with, with my partner, Jodie Broadhurst. And um, the two of us have about 45 kids and we teach them dance every Saturday morning, um, which is rough when you've had a late night. <laughs> <laughs> um but but it's a lot of fun though um the kids are incredible and and really what we're doing it's not really about dance it it is but it's more about getting them off the streets so cliché getting them off the streets putting them into a really really safe space and um having some really great adult supervision that they can turn to. And, um, and then just finding out fundamental needs. A lot of them are coming into dancing and they're very lethargic and we couldn't understand why. And it just, they weren't eating at all. So, um, those needs are, are being met and we got a lo- little bit of sponsorship, um, to feed them every Saturday, which has been really amazing. But, um, that's just a Saturday. It's not Monday through. So, um, Yeah, we're, we're still, we're still looking for a lot of sponsorship and a lot of help within that regard. Um, but yeah, at least they're getting fed on a Saturday, I suppose.
0: (laughs) And you've got, you've got the fundraiser, which is happening on the 22nd of November. That's
1: correct. We've got a huge fundraiser on the 22nd of November at Constitution Hill. It's a hundred round a ticket. And we have some pretty incredible bands playing. Um, we've got Strike in Berlin. We have um, Sutherland, which is a great band full of men with moustaches. So if, if you're into the Movember thing, you should definitely come. And if you have a thing for moustaches, <laughs> man, oh, man. <laughs> half and half, DJ half and half. Um, Bangers and Mash, who are a duo. Um, incredible. One's a DJ and the other plays like percussion. Really interesting. Great to dance to. And then Adventure Man, who is Gad from Short Straw. He will also be playing with his little band. It's going to be amazing.
0: That's awesome. And you're raising raising—you're raising funds for the foundation.
1: Exactly. We're raising funds to be able to feed the kids um, to be able to... We've got a studio at the moment in the CMI building in Parktown. However, it's not sufficient. So we don't have mirrors. We don't have sprung floor. We don't have a bar. And these are things that you need um, in order to create a space where kids feel like they can be disciplined. You can't just go into a room and just be like, okay, kids, now you have to be disciplined because this is a dance studio. It's not a dance studio. It's a room. So we we want to create a space where they can come in and they can feel like they belong there and in order to do that we need funds <laughs> so you put together all these so, great bands and, yes. and
0: we can all come through i'm going to post all of the links to to um first of all your video which is really phenomenal awesome, yeah. that's really well put together and then i'll also post a couple of links with regards to the fundraiser the date where people can get more info uh what are one of the best stories to come out of the programs that you do with these kids
1: we have a little, I don't have favorites of my kids. Of course not, because they're all one, amazing. <laughs> one little boy who has captured my heart called Thabo. And um, when he arrived, he was the naughtiest little, I can't swear, um, the naughtiest well, little kid. Well, you can,
0: because this is <laughs> uncensored. But right. We'll call,
1: we'll call him a brat. <laughs> we'll call him a brat. <laughs> and um, yeah, he was he was very naughty. Anyway, we, we took him on a, on a camp, which was amazing. Um, it was a weekend away, and um, it was split between boxing and dancing. And uh, the kids had a lot of fun. However, Tabo was naughty the entire weekend, um, sneaking into the girls' room, stealing underwear. <laughs> um.
2: L- little boy stuff. I mean, <laughs> that's what they stuff. get up to. Yeah.
1: Um, but kids are kids. What can you do? Um, but the, the highlight was the next Saturday he came up to me and my my partner and apologized sincerely. And no one had asked him to apologize. And I just felt like that was obviously a lesson that he had learned throughout the program. We've also had a few kids that have come with drug and abuse problems. Um, a little girl who we found out recently hasn't been attending school for six months. And um, she's not in the dance section. She's in the hip-hop section. And... Um, my uh, my boss Luke. He's um he's head of the the boxing section, and he's really just taken her under his wing and sorted out schooling for her and food for her for every day of the week. So yeah, it's been really amazing.
0: I love to hear good stories and and people making changes in a space that needs it. We definitely. South Africa definitely needs it. Mm. How do people get in touch with uh, the foundation or with you?
1: Um, all right. Well, my number is oh seven two three seven six three five eight five. You can give me a call and I will. Uh, direct you in the right way. <laughs> um, and then you can go to just Lafika's website, which is dot Fantastic.
0: I'm going to tweet all those links so you during the break, uh we'll put them up there so people can get in touch. Thanks them all for being on the show. Such a um, pleasure.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's always great. To have uh, to get in touch with us. You can give us a call on O eight six one Triple Five One Eight Nine or you can send a message to our WeChat or get a hold of us on Twitter at Cliffcentral com or myself, Brent Lindercue, all of these links. It's really easy to get in touch with us. We'll be right back.
2: I <laughs> think.
0: Sam Smith with Restart. And luckily, we have Emmanuel that's made it to the studio. Exci- Yay! <laughs> exciting times. Um, it's pouring down in Joburg. If I look out of the window, uh, we definitely do need the rain, which is a good thing. But when you're stuck in traffic and ESCOM have switched off all the robots, and, mm-hmm. and our robots don't work so well when, there's no, when, it, when it's raining anyway. So... Puts you in a pretty crappy position when you're stuck in traffic luckily if you have wechat and you're logged on to cliff central somehow through wechat or through cliffcentral.com then you can be listening to the good stuff where we're going to chat all about the good stuff um welcome to the studio is it your first time here it is thank you brent it's so good to be here i don't think you saw much because you literally ran straight in and came into the studio yes yes
3: yes yes but i can
0: see uh, i can look across the office from here I like the foosball table, that's that's amazing. Yeah, we'll have a game after yeah, the yeah. show, we'll yeah. muck around a little bit. So, a bit of background, you're a Josie boy, born and bred yep. uh, in Josie. You've been in the ind- entertainment industry forever, that's sort of been your thing. Um, we'll get into all of this now, but you started out in a musical theatre, you've been on loads of TV shows, uh, you've also released an album. Yes. yes what yes. don't you do? <laughs> Um, I don't do crochet on a Saturday. Good. I guess that's a a good thing to not do. Um, But I mean, you're like a triple threat. You're you're pretty much you're in the acting space, you're in the singing space, you're in the theatre space. Mm. You're really doing amazing stuff in the entertainment industry.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's that's you know that that's the. um, I wouldn't say it's unfortunate because it really grows you as an artist. But that's kind of the position for artists in this country. You have to kind of, you have to be versatile because. You know, work will dry up in one sphere and you'll have to find it somewhere else. So you have to constantly be sort of moving and shaking to... So, you know, at times if it wasn't for my music, I wouldn't be earning money when I'm not doing television. So yeah. it's been, you know, you... you, you Almost forced into. I was almost forced into that position, but not really. I really love being the triple threat. If I
0: I was going to say that you, you, even though you've put yourself in that position and you've gone and you've done certain different things in the entertainment industry, it's still pure talent. Because I could never, I I can't sing. Like I don't even do karaoke. It's pretty shocking. (laughs) Have you gone to lessons? Well, you don't really know, no, do you? Yeah, I don't really know, but in, in my mind, I would rather not. I, I wouldn't want to put even a teacher through that pain. Um, so yeah, it, it's pure talent. And even being on stage, that is that that takes tremendous talent to be up on stage, to be engaging with audiences and to be delivering the pieces correctly, which, I mean, I saw you in Jersey boys and you were fantastic. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, it, Yes, it, it takes talent, but it's also hard work. I think a lot of people are fooled that, uh, when they see these, uh, big stars all over the world, that it's kind of a beautiful, easy life. It's not. It's really hard work to get to where they have, you know, people become famous overnight and all of a sudden you see them pop up, but you don't, the story behind that, that journey to where they've got to is often like, you know, a tough one of hard work, you know, Constantly plying your tray, uh, your craft, working at your
0: craft to get to where you have, you know, and you don't just get there. Just well, that I mean, that's where we could go with this. Did did you study to get into? Yes, I yes. did. Yes, I
3: did. I did. I did. Um, well, I started off in plays at school from a little wee little boy at six years old. I started doing theatre in Greek, actually, because I used to. I used to go to two schools. I I did. English school until about 12 when, whenever primary school ended and then I'd go to Greek school. So I was basically doing Greek school, not to learn the language. I was actually doing Greek, uh, subjects. Oh wow. Yeah. So learning geography, all of that in Greek because I went to Greek nursery school. So I, I basically went to English school on my grade one then. What's, what's it called? Yeah. Grade Grade one. Grade one. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't. I could hardly speak English. <laughs> so, so I started doing plays in Greek, and then uh, it just developed. And I was lucky enough to have teachers along the way in my school who sort of moved me in that direction. Until um, in high school, my one drama teacher just said to me, "You've got to go to Vitz Drama School" because he was at Vitz Drama School. And uh, and yeah, I, I went to Vitz Drama School partly because I didn't have the grades to become a marine biologist like i wanted to (laughs) (laughs) but uh, also because i just discovered this passion
0: for for the arts for the arts yeah that's phenomenal what was the first piece of big theater that you did I did Rocky Horror, the Rocky Horror Show. <laughs> that I'm, I, Look, I've, I've interviewed Craig Abani, and, uh, and he follows the same story. I think a lot of people, their first sort of big piece of theater is Rocky Horror. Who did you play? Well, Craig and I always say there can only be one Rocky.
3: <laughs> because he played his first part in Rocky was Rocky and I was Rocky. <laughs> so we always have this conversation. There can only be one Rocky. Um, fight to the death. <laughs> so that's what I started with. I started playing Rocky himself. I had to bleach my hair. Um, I unluckily, unfortunately, bl- decided to bleach my eyebrows as well, which was terrible. I looked like, uh, what's his name, Alfred E. Newman from Mad <laughs> Magazine, um, <and laughs> just with muscles. Um, so, yeah, that's, that was my big, my, well, my first professional role was playing Lennox in Macbeth we can say that in the studio. Yes, so you can say you can say whatever you want. You say wants. Macbeth, you this don't have to say the Scottish play. No. <laughs> um and uh yeah, but like huge musical that traveled. We went to Bloemfontein, we went to Cape Town. We did the then it was still the no, no, that's Bloemfontein. The, then it was it wasn't the Artscape, it was still the I can't remember what it was called before the Artscape. Then I would mine. say
0: Baxter, but I think that's no, a totally no, a different one. Big
3: one the big stage, yeah, where we did Jersey Boys. Um so um uh, yeah, that was it. It was, it was fantastic. And that kind of cat- catapulted, catapulted me into the world of theater. Yes. Yeah. And
0: you've, uh, I mean, you said you traveled locally. You've also traveled abroad. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um,
3: I actually started with a show called Duo Boys. We went to, um, Zimbabwe. We did a tour of Zimbabwe. It was quite cool. It was like a whole, which is quite interesting actually that I say that because we started doing, it was a show of boy bands. From the 50s right up until the 90s. Because we started that show like in 99. Um, And one of the songs in that show was December 63. Little did I know that 10 years or so later, 14 years later, I'd be doing Jersey Jersey Boys. Boys. Which is one of their hit songs, December 1963. And it took me touring across the world. So we saw Singapore. We saw... um, we did Joba Cape Town, then we did Istanbul, we did uh, Seoul in South Korea, and we did uh, Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, so it was it was incredible yeah, An incredible I, journey
0: I think and, and it 's the again it 's the, the the idea that we have as people that are looking into a life like living in the theater and traveling. Is it that glamorous? Do you get to go and see the places where you're traveling? Do you get to go and experience and tour and sort of have a look at the, these beautiful lands where you're in? Or is it, is it hotel, theater, theater, hotel? It,
3: it well, you do. You do get chances to see. We did see a lot of amazing stuff and it's actually up to you because basically you become a citizen in that city because you're working and you're, you're living and working there basically for two and a half months. So, um, it's really, apart from sort of the shorter tours like we did in Kuala Lumpur where people did arrange tours for us the the our promoters um you know in Korea and in in Singapore you were kind of left to your own devices to go and do your own thing and and, and, and boy did you do boy did i
2: <laughs> i
3: love i'm really much the kind of guy who loves to just get stuck in i don't like doing too much of the touristy stuff i do do it because you have to, but I like just getting stuck into the local side of things and I really get caught, I like, meet a local, try and meet a local as soon as I can from the promoter side or whatever and then go deep into the actual culture of wherever I've been, you know.
0: It's the easiest way to experience a country properly because I think the touristy stuff, even in South Africa, is quite fluffy. If you have to go to, like, a museum or to, I don't know, Santon Square, yeah, as, yeah, a, yeah. as a touristy place That's not South Africa That's not us So if you know locals In another city or country You'll really get to the crux Of what that place yeah, is Yeah, no,
3: absolutely Absolutely I mean, one of the I, I was dating one of the American girls From the cast And she came to South Africa For a few, uh, few weeks And uh, that was great for her as well Because I had the reverse role now so, I was showing her South Africa. I mean, I showed her Joburg right to the T. We even nearly got hijacked near um, Mary Fitzgerald
0: Square. So, <laughs> a pr- a proper South so African I showed experience. her
3: Joburg proper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, TV stuff. You, you were on Isidingo for many years. You've also done plenty of other shows. I think one of your characters was actually named Brent in one of the shows, Cross. He was, yes, yes, yes. So you, yes. You played me, as you do. Um, you also did Strictly Come Dancing. He wasn't as good looking as you, though. Boom! That's our role. <laughs> what What was your your favorite TV experience in South African
3: television? Wow, they've all been amazing. You know, they've all grown me as an artist, so as as an actor, um, in many different ways. You know, the the Isidingo um, part was just, you know, a lot of. A lot of people, there was a huge argument on Facebook actually that I joined in on with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, Brandon Aurette. Yes. Um, about some woman, I don't know who she was. Say, I can't remember her name. Said, uh, I won't name and shame. She, um, she said that, uh, soap art, soap opera is not art. It's like kind of, uh, and actors who act in soap opera are not actors. And so we kind of went on this whole thingy and then I kind of said, you know, that um, you obviously aren't in the industry, or you are and you're not working. But let's just look at Brandon. He's just shot seven international films, and he was a soap actor. So, so basically, what I'm trying to say is, it like it it gave you a set of skills. Because as an actor, you have a toolbox, and you pull out of that toolbox to do whatever you need. So, that really grew me as far as camera work. But the the one from an acting perspective, that really the, where I really blossomed was Sonders when I did um, five seasons of Sonders where I played this people person who people love to hate, um, Chris Spencer, um, and that really just grew me from a because he was really a, just a proper deep psychological character. There was nothing, there was nothing sort of, there was no character trait that kind of. Um, single them out completely So, you know, sometimes I feel like If you've got a character who's got some Huge difference to the rest of the world It's easier to play than From someone who's kind of just normal, but yeah. has a little bit of a psych- psychological issue with things, you know. So it really helped me delve into the psychology of a character then, you know.
0: So, uh, yeah. That 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 whole process, um, again, it's, it's a talent, but that must be quite exhausting to climb into someone else's, it's a character. So you have to become someone else while you're shooting and then, I don't know, leave your briefcase at the yeah. door yeah. And, and become you again when you go back into the real world. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: There's the, it's really important to find that balance because, um, you know, there's different forms, there's different ways of doing, you know, you have the method actors and you have, uh, different kinds of acting, um, uh, skills, but, uh, I kind of pull from everywhere I can. Um, and you do, it's really important to, when you get home, really just find the time to relax. And sometimes it doesn't, Excuse me, sometimes it doesn't happen until you've actually finished shooting a series because you're so, you, you're shooting every day and you're learning lines every night, so you're constantly in that character's head. So you're constantly um on your own in your own world, in your own little bubble. So the people around you are kind of, you know, who yeah. who are you and where what did you do with Emmanuel? But um eventually you've got to let it go. Yeah. Let it go.
0: Like Frozen would say. <laughs> And uh, w- what are you up to now? I mean, 2014—it's nearly over. I, f- I do believe there's an album. Yes? An album? A no, song? no, no, no. There's a song. There's a I've, song that
3: I haven't given to anyone yet. I, uh, I kind of—I uh, released it uh, in 2012 before I left on tour. And, uh, it kind of didn't make sense to give it to the radio stations because I'd be touring for a year and a half. So, so you wouldn't I wouldn't be really, really be here to promote it. So, so I've kept it there and now I'm sitting here going, is it, is it current? <laughs> you know, so, um, so I've got to like sort of farm it up and I'm writing new stuff now. I've, I've started writing with my drummer, um, and I'm named Mark Roush who used to, uh, play for Karen Zoid and, um, Mark Beeling. And my key keyboard player is a guy named Andre Benker, writing with him. So we're busy writing stuff. We're planning on maybe going away for a weekend and just holding ourselves up and just sitting and writing. So, so it's in the, it's in the developmental stage again, because it's really about finding your sound. And I think I know now where my voice sits. So now it's just about. writing the songs yeah, yeah putting it into that yeah. and, and yeah. pushing it out but do you, do you perform I yes mean, yeah in the meantime i'm just I'm, I'm performing all over joburg with mark we it, we've got a little duo he's on drums i'm on uh, vocals and guitar and we do a lot of cover stuff um but yeah we perform at the brazen head in uh, we've done santon and four ways and we do maslow hotel on a sunday we do all the jazzy stuff on a sunday um and uh corporates, yeah, it's the, it's the corporate season now. So well, yeah, yeah. The,
0: the silly season has kicked in. Yeah. I think I saw on uh on one of the social media sites this morning. It's fifty two days to Christmas. Wow, I stand That's to be corrected, but it's fifty two days to Christmas, which I I can't get over that yeah. the year's nearly done and uh and we're pretty much done with twenty fourteen. It's crazy. It's Kick crazy. it to the curb. Tight.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah.
0: So today's theme. I, I watched this, I half watched this movie over the weekend um, on Netflix. It's it's a docudrama that was filmed in 2011, and the reason I half watched it is because I am a self motivator. I don't I don't need uh, documentaries. Or, I mean, it didn't interest me. I, I don't know if I didn't believe in it, but the whole the crux of the show was: if you can measure depression, then you should be able to measure happiness, and if you can measure happiness, then what is happiness? The, the idea, and I got it in the first 15 minutes, is that to each and every single person, happiness is different. Mm. The, he was interviewing people that lived in the states that were top CEOs, doing great things, family, house, money, everything in between. And then he was, he was interviewing people that lived in the heart, like, of deep Africa, where they just had no shoes and no clothing, but everybody was happy on their level. So as Emmanuel, what, what makes you happy? Ah, uh,
3: the simple things in life—that's what's important, I think. And uh, uh, I'll tell you a little story since you spoke about Africa. And um, when I was uh, at Dutch Drama School, we had to do a thesis at the end of the at the end of the year, and I didn't actually do the thesis, which I want to kick myself for. I find I chose the easier way out. Um, we we always do when we're young. Yeah, exactly. So I was standing um, in the dance studio because I was doing – I used to do a lot of movement in, at Wits University, and I was looking down onto Jorison Street, which is where the drama building was at the end of Jorison Street, the corner of Jorison and Jan Smuts. And on top of a rooftop, there were obviously like just a bunch of kids who were the children of the, the, the domestic workers there or whoever worked in the building, and there was an old couch Just this old shaggy couch sitting on this, on this rooftop and these kids were jumping up and down and having the time of their life. It was an incredible thing for me to see from the perspective of happiness, seeing how they had the simplest little thing there, but that I could see the picture. They didn't even, I couldn't hear them. They didn't even have to say anything, but I could see that was their little castle or their little island in the middle of the city where they were the happiest they could be. They were playing and their imagination was just going crazy. And I just thought I wanted to compare that with kids who sat in front of a computer with a with a remote control and played games. And I wanted to compare their creative mind. But now when you said this happy thing, I note I realize how that's what it was about how those kids were so happy with having nothing but they were just having the, yeah they were just having the time of their life so for me it's about the little things it's about uh friendship people for me that's one of the most important things for me is surrounding yourself with people who you really care about and who really have the right kind of energy and,
0: and, and vibrate on the same level as you. And, and I think, you, I think you know. that's important. Um, the people that you keep around you, there, there's some statistic that you are the average of, I don't know, the 10 people that you spend the most time with. And if you have people around you that, are, that might be negative or, or might not be in that same space as you, you become that. Absolutely absolutely so to be happy you gotta you gotta surround yourself with happy people and and i said earlier on before you were very late uh, (laughs) that uh that if you do have people in your life that you care for and that you love tell them often yes i think that's important because the reciprocation from that would be huge um it's life is too short to not tell someone you love them it's just like that. absolutely it's something that's that's really really important leon Kun on facebook has actually just said enjoy each moment with the people who you love and care for and live life to the fullest we've also had darren short who said happiness is the gift of running being fit and having your health so to each person yeah it's different um which is a key key point uh i every week i do a, a segment called change one thing and it comes from my change one thing this yes, year. Yes. I believe that if you change one thing, you literally have the ability to change everything. That's the truth. You, Absolutely. You really can. Yeah, yeah. And this week, I want to concentrate on something that I It actually, I saw it yesterday. I don't know what, what, what uh, how old this kid is, but he, I think he was born in 1987 because his blog name says 87. So that would make him about 27, 28. He's a, he's a millennial. If that's yep. what we call them <laughs> And um there's I mean South Africa is full of A whole bunch of race stuff And it's always Black versus white And and actually Sometimes it's not Sometimes it's just A human being Young person With an opinion And he's a black guy And he's written this blog It's called Hashtag Zoomers resigned I don't know if you've seen it On Facebook No I haven't <laughs> So immediately When you see the blog Shared on Facebook Or Twitter You you think Our president has resigned That's absolutely insane it's what some people want, maybe most people want. Um, and, and you think this can't be true. And why would they release it on a WordPress site? <laughs> this doesn't make sense. <laughs> and when you read his blog, it's, it's such a cool idea. It's a campaign that he started himself, where he has said that Z- Zuma has already resigned without putting it down on paper. And if we all tell him that he's resigned. <laughs> He'll eventually, He'll eventually resign. resign. <laughs> so, so it's his concept to change the world by just writing a blog. Uh, his his whole premise, and I'm going to tweet the blog, is to hashtag has Resigned and um, to put it on your Facebook. He wants to get advertising involved so that they can post these these billboards up that says Zoomers Resigned. And even if it doesn't happen, even if it's it's just a an idea that he had, he took the chance, he did it, and he put it out there. yeah. yeah. Which I love. So my change one thing for this week is think outside of the box. Don't be afraid to be different. And if you have an opinion, whatever that might be, voice it. As long as it's not hurting anybody or yeah, sort yeah. of causing big troubles, yeah. uh, if you believe in something and, and you can you can put something behind that that you believe in, it, do it. Um, it's, we need more creative thinkers. We need more entrepreneurs. We need more people who can think outside of the box. Because the millennials like that are going to push our country forward, um, which I'm super, super excited about. I'm going to go to a break. If you guys want to give us your change, one thing you can uh, call us on oh eight six one triple five one eight nine, or send a message to WeChat, or get hold of me on Brent Lindagiu on my Twitter, or Cliff Central um, Cliff Central com on Twitter, or Emmanuel's Twitter, which is Emmanuel Castus. Yeah, pretty simple. It's his name. You're not gonna You're not gonna get it wrong. Uh, you can get in touch, and uh, we'll be right back. Sugar Babes with Red Dress. I uh, haven't heard that song in a while. Duncan, the producer, has stuck it on the system. A little bit of a jam jam. I want to actually play Happy before we end the, the show because today's show is about happiness. It's what it's all about. Um, Duncan did ask that we must ask you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Come on. Don't be shy. Come on. Come Don't on. You scared? <laughs> where, where is. Where is the acting industry going in South Africa? Because, I mean, the last couple of weeks, it's been in the news. There's been crazy stuff happening with Generations. I was going to go and audition for Generations. I'm not an actor, not a soap <laughs> star, and I maybe don't fit their target market, but I was like, yo, it's open. I might as well. Why not? Uh, yeah. You know what? I
3: actually haven't been following that Generations thing much lately, but um, uh, I think... We have such an incredible, incredible pool of talent in this country. And uh, like you were saying earlier about uh, thinking out of the box, I think as South Africans in general, we don't do that because we still – and I'm hoping – I think it's changing, but I think we still have this kind of second-rate idea of ourselves. Um, and there's only very few people who are breaking that mold – and, and saying, you know what? I'm worth, worth, it. I'm global. I'm worth anything. So I think first of all, it's that that has to change the attitude as far as where we think we are in the world. Um, and just doing Jersey Boys for me was an amazing testament to that because we went all over the world and we had people come to us asking us if we were American. Number one, secondly, saying that w- our production was better than some of the productions they'd seen in New York and in London. So, you know,
0: and that's what you want to hear. You want to hear that we're
3: doing a great job. It's a big ego stroke, but but at the same time it just for me showed that we are so capable of doing anything if we're given the opportunity. So you need to create the opportunities and I think that's the other thing with our industry. People a lot a lot of people just sit on their ass and do nothing instead of trying to create the opportunities. Uh um that whole entitlement thing, you know? It's like, oh you know, I'll just sit on the phone because I'm great. So I deserve to get a phone call from the best producer in the world, but it's, you've got to work it. Yeah. Um, but I really think we have a great future. There's a lot of people doing amazing things for our industry. Um, it's just now we need, I think we need a little more support from our government and from, from, from in general, our population because we're a very much a, a sport oriented population. So, uh, and and I think it's, it's, it's kind of a catch-22. The better we do in the industry, the more people will take notice. And the more people take notice, the more they'll push us to do better. So it's kind of, I don't know if I've really answered that question anyway, but I think that's kind of where acting is. And we've got a lot of stuff coming here. We've got, you know, Homeland is shooting in Cape Town at the moment. We've got a TV series called uh, Black Sail, which is an HBO TV series in Cape Town. Uh, it's in its third season now. They're busy about to shoot the third season and I'm getting a part on it. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's listening, yes. I think, hello, Michael you know, Bay. Are you listening? He's just putting it out <laughs> there.
0: I think that's really, and that's, that's a good story to come out of what's currently going on in South Africa is that there is good stuff happening here. Yes. we we're, we're opening it up to this. I don't know if you can call it Hollywood, Cape Town would. And there's a bunch of stuff being filmed down there. There's a bunch of uh, actors that are coming in. And that opens up, I don't know, tourism. People want to know what's going on. Uh, You want to see Hugh Grant down in Cape Town. So people might follow him. And it just opens up to a good space um, and brings money into the economy, which will go back to you. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing.
3: The the, uh, the unfortunate thing, though, is this whole um, immigration law now. I know they've really, they've really done a crazy thing there. And it's a tough one. It's, 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 you know, it, it could actually destroy the industry if, if it's not changed in some way. Um, because are there any
0: petitions or anything that people are doing to try and? I think
3: this? Be, some people are working on it. I think some people are, are kind of along the grapevine. I've heard someone's trying to hire someone to, like a good immigration lawyer to do something. Um, uh, but it's not just for our industry for the act for the arts industry it's for the country i think because i think that's affecting tourism as well in a big way so definitely yeah but i mean you know uh, a lot of people in our in, in in the south african industry don't think it really affects us we're like going well i'm a south african actor so it doesn't affect me because i'm here but it does affect you because then you're not bringing foreign clients to shoot commercials make movies whatever so you are being affected at the end of the day Let's hope that changes. Yeah, I think so. yeah, that's what we need is for all the actors to get together and
0: at Emmanuel's house later. Yes, yes, all, coffee. All, all the actors will be there. Let's hope he has power and he'll do a little presentation, and we're going to change the world together. <laughs> I've seen amazing stuff happening on social media. Some really, really cool stuff. Uh, first of all, which was in, incredibly sad, but last week um, the seventh, the seventh northern white rhino was murdered. So we only have six left in the whole of the world, which is incredibly sad. But the good story is that the government has finally gone, whoa, six, we can't lose them. So they've now got these rhinos. I posted a picture this morning and I'll post it again. They've got these rhinos in the wild with like six bodyguards around each of them. To protect them day, and, day in oh, wow. and day night. It's just that, that's the main focus is to pr- protect these six rhinos, hopefully start a breeding program. I don't know how you would with only six, but there is hope and hopefully something will change with that. Uh, when, I always believe that awareness is big. So if we're sharing stuff and we're posting it on social media and, and people are aware of it, then hopefully change can come from that. Yes, yeah, yeah. You can only hope. Another great story which happened on Halloween uh, in America, a SWAT team, there was about 10 guys, uh, they've made a video as well. They dressed up in superhero costumes, but I, the, the police in America are huge. They're so much, and not fat, like, they, they really are big. They're muscular, and I think they gym every day, and they're all big. So when they were wearing the Hulk suits, they really looked like the Hulk. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> Ten of them all dressed up as superheroes. A helicopter dropped them off at, at the top of a, a hospital, children's hospital, and they abseiled down the side. So all the kids are in the windows screaming and like Spider-Man's coming down. And then they got to the floor of the hospital and all the kids were watching out their windows. They had a whole crowd that were watching and they put on a fake... Um, a fake comic sort of scene there was a bad guy wow. and they had all the superheroes that got involved Superman and Spider-Man and Hulk were all there they got involved they took down the baddie they saved the day and all the kids got to meet their superheroes on Halloween which I think—that's amazing. You know, if you've got it, use it. If you can, do something with it. And that's taking taking a couple of hours out. I'm sure choreography and stuff had to have gone into that. <laughs> that doesn't just happen naturally. Um, so they took the time and they gave back to a community where some kids couldn't get to celebrate Halloween because they were all yeah, stuck in a yeah. a children's hospital, which I think is a super rad thing to do. But I, but I think that's the that's the important thing. I think a lot of people think they can't
3: help because of things. It's it's like, it's just about doing the smallest thing. Um, the smallest thing helps in a big way, like you did with, with Change One Thing. You gave a hamburger and a Coke to someone outside of a window. But and that was the
0: smallest thing. But that person, you made that person's day. And and to tie it back in, you said happiness is the smallest thing. So yeah. That's where it comes from. So if you continue to, to create that world for yourself where you're doing little things for other people and, and sharing the love and the happiness, and I know this sounds so cliche but it's the it really is the truth i'm a pretty happy guy and it's because i just keep feeding other people whatever i can and and sort of feed on the happiness one of our twitter followers who's heavily involved with theater um she's looking to raise funds for uh, uh less fortunate kids i would think Yes, to see The Wizard of Oz, which is part of the arts in, in Parktown. If anyone can help, if anyone's part of um, the theater or if anyone wants to donate a bit of money, you can get in touch with, her name's Nocturnal Wenchi, which is a, a very funny name. Um, her Twitter is at Nocturnal Wenshi and she just wants to raise a bit of money to take these less fortunate kids uh, to see theatre Which is important you Yeah need, absolutely you, you need to show kids The arts and, and get them involved as well So one day they too Can travel the world Like a manual <laughs>
2: Um
0: The show's Literally flown by We have a couple of minutes left Is there any Sort of Topics that you want to touch on That we can
3: Wow there's so many things <laughs> There's good um, stuff happening Yeah Around uh, the world You know that, Just going back to the happy thing It's it's uh, That little thing A friend of mine Who passed away in 2009 uh, God rest his soul um, Was a, one of the most amazing ma- men I'd ever met He was like one of the least judgmental people One of the least And he said to me One of the things One of his aims was If he could make one person smile a day In any way that he could That would be his thing for the day. And so he he just said even if you're going to the grocery store and someone is sitting there scanning your groceries and is having a tough day, all you got to do is say hello to her and give her a smile or him and see that smile light up on their face. And that is just... That's giving in a way, you know.
0: So manual's just taken over the Change One Thing Tuesday with a fantastic way to change one thing this week to make yours and someone else's life better. Uh, a little bit of kindness goes a long way, yeah. and I think it's important. That's something that I'm going to take with me, and I'll definitely try and make people smile. Um, that's it. I, I can't believe it's over. I no. think we need to have Emmanuel back next week so we can just continue. <laughs> um, it's a nonstop conversation. We've spent the show chatting about happiness, and how to get it. But I think uh, William Arthur Ward said it best. It was a quote that I found that I've heard many times over. It's the first time I actually put it to someone who said it. I didn't know don't even know who he is. Figure that out. Happiness is an inside job. So make it happen. If it's yeah. inside, make it happen. That's the good stuff for this week. Don't forget to tune in next week. We will catch up more of the good stuff. You can also download podcasts on iTunes to catch up with old episodes of the good stuff, which are never old because we keep them fresh. And and that's it. Thanks and only good things.